Welcome to Digital Transformers, the show that connects you with what you need to build, manage, and operate your digital supply chain. Join your host in a timely discussion on new and future business models with industry-leading executives. The show will reveal global customer expectations, real-world deployment challenges, and the value of advanced business technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotic process engineering. And now, we bring you Digital Transformers. Hello everyone, this is Kevin L. Jackson here for Digital Transformers. And today is really special. This is a live, on location show in Galveston, Texas. It's really special for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that I'm here with my mentor and great friend, <laughs> Scott Luton. Scott, are you ready for this? How are things going? I am so excited to be here. Uh, we've already taken a tour of this incredible historic site. We've met one of your new best friends. Really enjoyed that conversation. And uh, hey, I'm as, I'm as ready to go as possible. So are you ready? Oh, well, you know, I've been, I've been born ready, man. I'm born ready. <laughs> no truer words have ever been spoken. That's true. But what the second reason that this is so special and why we're here in Galveston is that we're celebrating Juneteenth. On Thursday, June 17th, 2021, last year, U.S. President Joe Biden signed into law a bill establishing Juneteenth, the date that marks the end of slavery in the United States as a federal holiday. That declaration marked the first federal holiday since Martin Luther King Day in 1983. Galveston is, in fact, the birthplace of Juneteenth. Yeah. It's really remarkable. Uh, so on June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger arrived here on Galveston Island to command troops sent to enforce the emancipation of the slaves. Yeah. Now Granger's men marched through the streets reading General Order Number 3, first at Union Army Headquarters at the Ostermen. Yeah, Ostermen. Ostermen you know me, i got to practice my <laughs> pronunciation. The Ostermen Building in the downtown historic district. Next, they marched to the 1861 Customs House and Courthouse, which is the building that we're in right now. And I got to tell you, uh, Kevin <laughs> toured me earlier. It is fascinating, especially me being a big history nerd. So downtown at the Osterman Building, and then here at the Customs House, and then after reading there, or here rather, they finally marched to a certain church on Broadway named what is now known as a Reedy Chapel AME Church. And if you don't know, General Order Number 3 uh, declared the slaves freedom, and then of course celebrations ensued, which uh, really formed the original beginnings of the Juneteenth holiday. Now, I hope I got all that right because we've got an expert that's coming, that's gonna be, we're gonna be interviewing here in a minute. But with all of that important background shared, you know, Kevin, you are part of a team that I, I'm over the moon with what you're doing here. You're doing something really special with this formerly federal building. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last year, a friend of mine, uh, Mark Judson, was talking with his brother, actually. And uh, his brother was a senior executive with uh, DSW Homes that had this building as their corporate headquarters. Man. And they were getting ready to move. 
and they were just you know, having a burger or something. <laughs> and and uh, Paul Judson was the brother's name and said, hey, did you know that this building was the birthplace of Juneteenth and they just made it a federal holiday? And, and did you know? Mark, well, no, I really didn't. I knew about Juneteenth, but I hadn't associated with Galveston, right? And Mark said, wow, that would, that would make a great museum. <laughs> and so he started uh, an effort to actually create the Juneteenth Museum here in, in this building. Now, unfortunately, uh, Mark uh, passed due to cancer earlier this year. But his wife wanted to continue, his family wanted to continue. So we are, on June 19th, 2022, we are christening, christening the building, we christened the building as the home of the Galveston 1861 Courthouse Juneteenth Museum. And over the next year, we will be renovating this facility. It was a great celebration. It included the Galveston Mayor, Dr. Craig Brown. We had the Galveston District 1 Council Member, Sharon okay. B. Lewis, that came, actress and longtime co-host of Showtime at the Apollo, Kiki Shepard. We talked she about a, Yeah, she did a video presentation uh, at, at the event. And Gil Bellows, who is a star of the new Jay-Z produced film, Woman of the Movement. This is a six episode ABC miniseries. It's set in 1955 and it centers on the life of Mamie Till Mobley. She risked her life to find justice after her son, Emmett, was brutally murdered in, in the Jim Crow South. Now, Kevin, I understand that Mr. Bellows, who you mentioned, yeah. plays Gerald Chatham, which is a, uh, who was a Southern-born district attorney who fought to bring Emmett Till's killers to justice. Now, as we have talked about, that trial, of course, changed Mississippi forever, and it profoundly impacted the Deep South as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so Kevin, at that event, uh, that special event you were just uh, yeah. talking through, you had a, a special guest there then that we also have now with us here today. It's Mr. Juneteenth, at least here in Galveston. Uh, let's welcome in Mr. Douglas Matthews. Thank Doug, you. How you doing? Real good, thank you. I welcome. tell you, yeah, Doug, we really appreciate you coming here and joining us here. Uh, please introduce yourself to the audience and uh, tell them about you. Well, I've, let's see, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, uh, how would I say? I was city manager for the city of Galveston 11 years. I was assistant city manager seven years before that. And I've been out at the University of Texas Medical Branch for the last 25 years as assistant vice president for government relations. So uh, that, that's pretty impressive. Well, you know, when you, when you got here earlier today, Doug, I think you'd mentioned 43 years you've been involved in the Galveston community, but also as yeah. part of the 43 years that I've been assisting uh, with the Juneteenth celebrations. Mm. Uh, one of the historic uh, buildings on Broadway, the Ashton Villa, uh, that's where we've had uh, State Representative Al Edwards, he started the Juneteenth celebration. He made the first state holiday for African Americans and 
43 years ago. Was, was Texas then the first state yes. to recognize yes. Juneteenth? Mm. Okay, you were very um, instrumental in a lot of first year in Galveston. You were actually, you, you took me earlier to the very first uh, Negro high school here yes. in Texas? Yes, uh, Central High School was the first African-American high school in the state of Texas. I was the first black city manager uh, in the state of Texas in 1985. And so Galveston has been known for quite a many first. And then we also the home of the heavyweight champion. Yeah, Jack Johnson. Jack, Jack yeah, there's a statue right next to the yeah. uh, hospital, we, isn't it? Yes, we have a park dedicated really? to him that in collaboration with the city of Dallas. Well, as city manager, did you have to, you know, some of those days have to <laughs> pull off a, a Jack Johnson act, you know? Well, I, <laughs> well you, you can't tell no. any of the stories. Can you? <laughs> Thank Something you. you Sometimes yes. you got to keep personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Doug. And uh, Scott and Doug is also another organization that we, we really need to give props to in honor of Juneteenth. Uh, that would be Hope for Justice, right? This is a nonprofit that we showcased during this year's Supply Chain and Procurement Awards. That's right. Uh, they were also featured during the christening. You know, a special organization, uh, Hope for Justice is an international nonprofit working to bring an end to modern slavery and human trafficking. And unfortunately, Kevin, as we've uh, talking with uh, Tim and many others in the organization, slavery and trafficking is actually on the rise globally. But Hope for Justice, the good news here is they've got uh, an effective and proven model that is replicable. I've tried to practice that word about 18 <laughs> times. Replicable, scalable, and it's widely admired. So it goes without saying, our collective vision is certainly a world without slavery. It, it's, it's sad that we're here again, here in 2022, yeah. with the backdrop of this historic site, and we're talking about oh, slavery on the rise. But Hope for Justice's global work across five continents is helping to eradicate it. That's their singular mission. So on Juneteenth, which is very exciting, Kevin, I tell you and your team, and of course with uh, Doug's help, on the move, creating such a uh, remarkable venue that's going to teach and make folks more aware of how we can better battle and combat some of the forces that, that unfortunately leads to slavery and human trafficking. But on Juneteenth, they announced, Hope for Justice, a very special strategic relationship with the Juneteenth Museum. Yes. Now, even though Hope for Justice is, and, and Tim and, and the whole H F.J. family is based in Manchester, uh, UK. While Tim was here in Houston. He was here at an at a, uh, event where um, he took time out to actually come to Galveston. Mm. And we're talking about Tim Nelson, the CEO of Hope for Justice. And y'all had a chance to chat, I think, on the steps of the courthouse, we're right? On the steps here at the courthouse. And I think we're going to hear from Tim now. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Kevin L. Jackson, the host of Digital Transformers. I guess you're wondering why I'm not in my studio today. I'm outside, live, at Galveston at the Juneteenth Museum. And guess what? I'm here with Tim Nelson of Hope for Justice. Hey, Tim. So good to see you. <laughs> so good to be here. So it must have been a long swim, huh? Uh, 
definitely. If I had to swim that, you'd be waiting a long time. <laughs> a long time. So how do we get you here in Texas? Well, I'm over doing a conference in Houston. Mm -hmm. and, and with us connecting and hearing about what, what the museum is doing, I said, if I'm in Houston, I'm making my way to Galveston. And it's so good that we could be able to meet together today. No, no, absolutely. So, I mean, some people live under a rock, so they may not have heard of Hope for Justice. So, what is Hope for Justice? And, you know, why are you here in the United States? That accent doesn't sound Texan. No, it, it's not. And I'm not going to do anything to, to give anyone the impression I can do a Texan accent either. That would only be disingenuous to every single person who speaks with a Texan accent. But you could probably tell I come from Northern Ireland. Okay. I was born and brought up there and moved to England to university. And um, whilst I was in England, I got invited to sit on a, a business in the U.S. and mm. I found myself in Los Angeles. Okay. Went out for dinner. La La Land. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it, like, so far away from what I grew up with. And a friend of mine invited me out for dinner. Mm -hmm. And whilst I was out for dinner, a person who was with him told me about the issues of human trafficking and modern-day mm -hmm. slavery. And I was amazed. I'd never heard anything about this at all. And he was on the phone to Condoleezza Rice, who was working for the Bush administration at the time. And he was talking about the downgrading of India on the human trafficking register. And he'd seen girls in cages being shipped all over India. And I was like, that seems like something back to the transatlantic slave trade. What are you talking about? And he told me about how many people were being held enslaved all over the world. And no one was talking about it. So for me, I came back to the UK and there was a group of people who were gathering about looking to put on an event and I joined my strength in and we're a big group of about 10 of us that got together to form our first event. We got 5,884 people to launch Hope for Justice and that was the start of the movement and we've had seven other organizations merge into us and three in the US that have given us real scope and scale to make a bigger impact here in the US as well as internationally but we now operate in eight countries and we look to prevent, rescue, restore and reform issues of human trafficking and modern day slavery all over the world. Well, okay, I, I gotta get my head around this. We're here in Galveston at the, the birthplace, the origin of the Juneteenth holiday. And that's where in America, General Granger came and read General Order 3 which freed the last enslaved people here in, in the United States at the end of the Civil War. So, you know, wasn't that the end of slavery? Well, in, in its basis, the, the transatlantic slave trade ended in 1883, but 1885 was pretty much where we celebrate what happened here at Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. But the sad reality of it is, though the legislation changed, the reality for so many individuals across the world to this day is that actually way, way, way more enslaved people are enslaved today than they were then. So wow. even in the US today, whether it's in sexual exploitation, domestic servitude, labor trafficking, what we see in other countries to do with organ harvesting or forced marriage, the issues of human trafficking, the issues of modern day slavery still exist. And they exist and have amplified across the world. And it's, it's almost like a crime that's hidden in plain sight. So although we, we do declare and we, are, we celebrate Juneteenth, we celebrate what has happened, we celebrate the lives that were tragically lost or impacted through this, we realize actually the mission to bring freedom still goes on. 
And that freedom needs to not just be a wave of freedom, it needs to be a tsunami of freedom that goes all over the world. So I take everything from Juneteenth to say that we need to take that spirit that was formed around Juneteenth, that was formed around the abolition of the slave trade, mm -hmm. and we need to amplify it. And this place seems to be the best place for us to amplify it even louder in the United States and even louder across the world. That people who are being enslaved will not be tolerated. Those individuals who think it's right to buy men, women, and children, that will not be tolerated. We want to declare freedom to all people, all across the world. And we won't stop until we see an end to it. So you're here in Galveston to, to do that. What, what are your plans? Why Galveston? Well, in partnering with Juneteenth Museum, uh -huh. and what we want to be able to do is, people will come here to, because maybe they they've, they've heard about this through, through education or through the public holiday has raised consciousness as to what's going on. There might be people who historically want to come and visit places where things have been spoken or said. Right. That's useful. But what we want to be able to do is educate people. Because education is the first stage into action. Because if you know something, then you can't turn away from it. William Wilberforce is someone who celebrated the United Kingdom as being someone who, who, who led the mission of the abolition of the slave trade. When he was sent a letter from Lady Middleton, he said that he could positively not deny what is happening now that he heard what the issue was. And I suppose what I want to be able to say to so many people, using every forum we possibly can, is once you know that people are still held against their will, what will you do about it? Will you turn away, turn a blind eye to what's happening? Or will you want to make a bigger impact to see the last, the least, and the lost set free? So education is important, but what I'm hearing is that it's just not enough. You have to take action on what you're seeing or what you're feeling or, or what you're experiencing. So, and we have an audience out here that, that's listening to you. What, what can they actually do to, to help, what, you know, help things change. Yeah, well, I think, I've heard it said to me that people don't need to cry about this issue. Okay. It's horrendous. You know, young children that are being taken against their will, brutally abused, thrown into slavery. They don't, it, it's horrendous. But if you cry about it, you could be in a state of paralysis. It can stop you doing anything. We need people to take action. So when people are watching today, I want to say to people that, you know, you've been given time, you've been given a talent, you've been given treasure. You might not be able to do everything, but we can all do something to try and help bring that movement forward. You know, no one raindrop ever felt responsible for the flood. But the reality is coming together as one, coming together to make a bigger move actually doesn't create a wave, it creates a tsunami of hope going all out across the world. So it could be that you need to start asking questions about where you buy your clothes from or your groceries, uh, the different products that you use in your home. Because I guarantee you that there are products that you use in your home that will have been made by people who are held in some form of modern day slavery. Because the reality is, this issue of modern day slavery is endemic across the world. We're seeing children who are being held, not given an opportunity in life because they are locked in slavery. Like it was at the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't have rights, weren't given the opportunities. We see that all over the world and we want to bring freedom. So it may be today you're listening 
and maybe, uh, let's just say, maybe you just won the lottery and you're fight, you, you feel an urge to give. I tell you not to fight that urge. No, this, the reality of it is that this hasn't been, this movement that we've been a part of and for the last 14 years have been on a mission on isn't something that's been funded by the millionaires as great as that would be. It's funded by average everyday people, moms, dads, teenagers, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, thinking that actually we can play a part, giving a small amount of what they have, sacrificing what they have today to help others tomorrow. So I'd encourage you, go to hopeforjustice.org, hopeforjustice.org, check us out. Be able to go to our social spaces, whether that's Instagram, whether that's Twitter, whether you, you, you go to Facebook or I don't know if MySpace is still running or anything <laughs> like that, but, but the reality is there's something that you've got. Each one of us, I've been told, have been given a unique fingerprint and a unique voice. And I think that's for a reason, because each one of us gets to decide what we will speak up for and what will we put our hands to, because it will leave an impact and it will leave a legacy. So I encourage you as you're listening to what we're talking about today, not to just allow it to wash over you or to, to put um, kind of your hands over your ears, because now you know what's happening. You can't positively deny that this is an issue and that you don't just need to do something about it, you need to take this as a mission because the reality is they are someone's son and daughter. And maybe just maybe if they were your son and daughter, you would do something about this more. And I want to take that spirit and cause you to actually turn it around to get to a point where you're driven from anger and to a point where you're driven into action and not to allow apathy to set in not to allow yourself to just be inoculated to this issue, but to start to understand the power that you have to change society as a whole. So I encourage you today to make a bigger difference and bring freedom wherever you are. Really, it's an emotion, and I see it's just coming out of you. So the audience need to understand that they have to take action, not just cry about it, uh, like you said. So we, at Juneteenth Museum here in Galveston Custom House look forward to working with and partnering with Hope for Justice so that everyone can work together to eliminate this, this curse of, of human trafficking. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. We look forward to working with you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much and thank you everybody for listening today to us. Yeah, thank you very much. And everyone out there, hopeforjustice.org and work together to eliminate this, this awful thing that we, we have in our society today. You know, that was a real honor for me. I really look forward to working with Tim and the entire Hope for Justice uh, team. Uh, on that note, uh, we have actually kind of run out of time. So, so Doug, how could people learn more about Galveston and, and Juneteenth? They need to go to visitgalveston.com. Okay, visitgalveston.com. And, uh, and we're going to visit again, as we're talking <laughs> about, and we're going to get with Doug <laughs> and go to uh, Guido's. Yeah, got right? it. That, that's right. We're visit over and over and <laughs> yeah. over again. <laughs> so, Scott, what's, what's happening with supply chain now? Well, hey, I love this question. I'll try not to make any ears bleed. <laughs> new shows, new hosts, new programs, a lot more growth but all with the same commitment, right? Content with purpose, right? Content that does good, gives forward, and is the change that we need to see, right? And if 
you want to be part of the journey, if you want to be part of the Supply Chain Now family, right, a global family, hey, connect with me on LinkedIn or any other social. And of course, you can also check out Supply Chain Now wherever you get your podcast from. So thank you, Kevin, for what you do. And again, Doug, uh, Mr. Matthews, an honor to sit down with you here today. No, so thank, thank you both for being part of this very special on-location digital transformers. If anyone is interested in learning more about the Galveston Juneteenth Museum, please visit their website at june19museum.com. And thank you for spending your precious time with us. In closing, I would also like to invite everyone to check out a wide variety of industry thought leadership at supplychainnow.com. You can find Digital Transformers and Supply Chain Now wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to subscribe. So on behalf of Doug, Scott, and the entire team here at Supply Chain Now, this is Kevin L. Jackson wishing all of our listeners a bright and transformational future. We'll see you next time on Digital Transformers. Thank you for supporting Digital Transformers and for being a part of our global Supply Chain Now community. Please check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com. Make sure you subscribe to Digital Transformers anywhere you listen to or view the show and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Digital Transformers.